They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right, so here we sit again, another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Thank you so much for checking out the pod. Appreciate that. Of course, if you'd be so kind as to subscribe to it, that would be fantastic. And then hit that automatic download so every time a new episode comes out, you're downloading the episode right there, and you're good to go, and you can listen to it whenever you want to. Of course, uh, as always, you know I'm involved in other podcasts as well, uh, the Psychic on the Scene podcast with Michelle Lyons-Polito and Katie Manning-Hilton. Um, that, uh, those episodes, that podcast, geez, was, uh, or is able, you're, you're able to listen to it. Whoa, words are getting hard. You're able to listen to it right where you're listening to this podcast. As a matter of fact, it's available everywhere. You can get your hands on it. I'm also involved in the uh, undisputed podcast with Bobby fish. Um, some great episodes with that just came out. We actually just left the premier streaming network. We're, we're going to be doing it on our own. So if you can, you should subscribe to the, uh, the, the YouTube channel to check that out. Uh, I wish I knew the name of the YouTube channel. I could probably look that up real quick though and, uh, let you know where we stand with that one. Give me a second if you'd be so kind as to do so. And I will get to, uh, you know what? Just search the undisputed podcast with Bobby fish. You'll find the, uh, you'll find the channel. Um, because I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to try to find it right now. I wanted to jump in here quick because it's the weekend as we celebrate the uh, the 50th anniversary of hip hop, September, September 11th, August 11th, 1973. So I'm recording this on the 12th of August. Uh, so yesterday it would be the actual birthday of hip hop, uh, August 11th, 1973, in the Bronx, New York. Uh, DJ Cool Herc is responsible for the birth of hip-hop, from what I understand and the way the story goes. I wanted to get into a little bit of my love of hip-hop music and, uh, and, and just pay homage to the music that has affected me and um, you know meant so much to me throughout my life, uh, from younger in life, as a matter of fact. I got into hip-hop music probably seventh or eighth grade i started listening to some rap stuff and it was like early on it was like the fresh prince and uh, dj jazzy jeff so will smith and dj jazzy jeff was probably the first tape that i had actually not probably it was the first tape that i had that uh was a rap tape as a matter of fact and then i had new edition i had that on tape as well yeah that's how old i am i actually had cassette tapes and I know that New Edition is not a rap group, but it was influenced by rap music because they were singing R&B, but they were rapping in their songs. And then I got into Bobby Brown, and he was kind of doing the same thing that he was doing with New Edition. So they were singing, and then they, were, they would spit a verse on a song or whatever, and uh, I kind of got into it that way. But I think what really, really changed me, and, and don't get me wrong, like it, it's funny how things get ignored. Like my early introduction into it was probably like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice, like that real commercial rap music, those those crossover hits that Hammer had and that uh, Vanilla Ice had. And I'm not gonna lie and try to front that I didn't listen to those uh, to those those tapes, those albums that those guys were putting out. You know, the you can't touch this album with Hammer and please Hammer don't hurt them. Were two classic hip hop albums, and then uh, Vanilla Ice to the extreme. We all had it. Like that's the funny thing is people. 
people love to like ignore that whole vanilla ice thing and a lot of people my age like everybody that i know that likes to make fun of the song ice ice baby had that tape and went to see the shows like i'm i'm in albany new york and and he came with mc hammer he opened for hammer and people were fronting like they weren't at that show like you were there but i think what really drew me into hip hop is uh is the chronic album to be completely honest with you when i heard uh, Dr. Dre's The Chronic, and it had, you know, a very, very young Snoop Dogg, and it had The Lady of Rage, and it had RBX, and it had Daz and Corrupt, The Dog Pound, Warren G, uh, guys like that. Even Nate Dogg was on the album as well. And you, you listen to that early Death Row stuff and that Chronic album, and for me, it really changed the way that I started listening to music because although I didn't understand the life that they were talking about because I grew up in a suburb in upstate New York, so I didn't understand the life that they were rapping about in South Central Los Angeles, um, it still spoke to me in a different kind of way because what they were saying and how they were saying it and the pictures that they were painting in their songs and just the beats and just the way the like the flows that they had on that album and, and really it was Snoop. Like I I fell in love real quick with the way like Snoop's delivery and just his cadence and his voice, that real melodic, just mellow, laid back West Coast style. I absolutely loved it. And of course the beats were just Dre's beats have always been hard. So it was hard not to get into that. And then uh Snoop Dogg shortly after they put out the chronic, they put out the uh the doggy style album. And man, like I listened to that thing until I wore it out because it was always, always, always in my in my Walkman at the time. I was listening to that, uh, walking the halls of South Colony High School in between classes, had my Walkman on, and yeah, I would get in trouble for listening to music in between classes. We weren't supposed to have that, but I didn't care. I wanted to listen to that stuff, and uh, and again, just you know, Snoop's flow was just ridiculous. So. I absolutely love that album. And then I started getting into other things like Das Effects, House of Pain. Um, who else was out? Oh, and then you had a tribe called Quest, Black Sheep, Leaders of the New School, guys like that, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, all this. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill is another group that uh, I absolutely loved listening to because I think it was B Real's voice, obviously. Like the beats were nice, they, they, the beats were dope. Um, but. You know, be real's flow and just his voice, that that nasally delivery that he had or still has, as a matter of fact, because they're still doing it. But, uh, you know, listening to Cypress and, and how I could just kill a man came out and we really, really were, were rocking that hard. And then, of course, there was groups like um, Another Bad Creation or Crisscross. Like Crisscross was huge when we were younger. LL Cool J, uh, because like around that time, it was Mama Said Knock You Out and Who Do You Love and all these other songs. And it was like. Or that's lounging, sorry, L lounging, not who do you, who do you love, I want to lounge with you, that song. You know, stuff like that, Around the Way Girl was huge, and, you know, it started really exploring um, just different artists in the hip-hop genre. Oh, Third Base is another one. I absolutely loved Third Base, like MC Search and uh, Pete Nice. Pete Nice was, was, you know, Pete Nice actually, <laughs> from what I remember, lives probably 25 minutes or used to live like 25 minutes from where I am right now. Um, but third base was, was out of this world. Like I remember just watching their videos and stuff cause they were like doing the dancing. And then of course, like the, the rhymes were just tight. Like MC search was a dope MC still, still is a dope MC. Uh, and then and there's other guys. I, I listened to a little bit of big daddy Kane. I listened to, um, father MC, another guy that, you know, they're, they're just, Oh, Chub Rock, like these names just keep popping into my head, like the songs and the stuff that I was listening to. 
And it, it's funny now because I hear stuff, whether it be on the radio or whatever, on my phone, like listening in the car, and I hear, and I'm, I'm like transported right back to, uh, to, to high school. And I can remember just certain parts of my life and listening to that music. So, and then, and then as time went on, I, you know, I got into Biggie. I got into Wu-Tang Clan. Biggie was huge for me. So was Wu-Tang. Like, I spent a lot of time listening to the 36 Chambers album. And I spent a lot of time listening to Ready to Die. And then, you know, he put out um, Life After Death. And it was just, his, his double album, his two albums that he put out were bananas and, I, and I'm, I'm saying things and explaining things that I don't think need explanation because we all are well aware of the influence that the notorious B.I.G. Uh, Christopher Wallace had on the, the rap game like for real like the, just the way he was doing his thing and uh, spent a lot of time just listening to those albums and then the Wu-Tang like I said like Wu 36 Chambers was just oof. That was just different, like the way that they came out and the, and the size of the group that there was. And I was I was instantly drawn to Method Man. I still love the way Method Man spits, and I love the the the, the content of his his verses and just the way his mind works. It was just it was unbelievable. It's it's crazy because like I know Method and Redman always had their thing together, and I never really got into Redman, which was crazy. Like I was just like I don't I don't know why, and I and it's nothing against Redman, and it's not that I disliked them. I just never really spent a lot of time listening to them. But then there was you know we were listening to uh, to Dean Nice, and I was listening to Young Black Teenagers. Tap, tap the bottle and twist the cap. Tap the bottle and twist the cap. Come on, that that song was just that that song smacked like smacked. Um, sorry, my, my mind's a little bit all over the place. And then Eminem comes out and changes how, you know, really how, how rap music just shifted. And uh, his just, his everything was insane. The only thing I never really enjoyed from Eminem was the, was the, uh, the accents that he did. So that was that, you know, but, um, and now I sit back and I listen and I know that there's some critics out there of Eminem that say like he hasn't been a good and he hasn't been a good rapper for like 15 years or 20 whatever 15 years ish 10 years and I, I don't agree with that I mean we know he can rap and people are like well he doesn't really st- tell a story anymore and all of a sudden that became a thing because I'm thinking to myself like well the, these dudes that are putting out rap albums now aren't telling stories and you have no problem with that so why is Eminem supposed to tell stories and I get that you know he's on a different level but um you know how hard it is to like put out another song equivalent to Stan. Like, that song was just ridiculous with its storytelling. But I go back and I listen to uh, to some of his stuff, and even his newer stuff that he's put out. And you, I listen now, and I go, man, I can't believe I missed all of these, like, double entendres that he was doing, or triple entendres, and, and just the wordplay that he used, and his rhyme schemes, and his cadence, and it's absolutely just insane. And I do that with a lot of artists that I listened to when I was younger. I go back and listen to them now, and being older and more mature, I guess air quotes on on the mature part because I'm not really that mature. But uh, I listen back to that stuff, and things hit different now than they did when I was younger. Like you just kind of took everything at face value back then because I didn't really know what it, what it was that I was listening to. I just knew that I enjoyed listening to it, whether it was the rhymes or the, the words of the song. But now when you listen back and you kind of dissect stuff and you're you're a little bit wiser and you understand what they were actually talking about, it's crazy. So. Uh, so 50 years of hip hop and here we are like it's it, it's insane that I was three years old when hip hop became a thing. And then, oh, and, and you know what else is crazy, too? And, and it's funny because I had written up this whole thing about uh, my, the influence hip hop has had on my life. 
And I seem to forget the DJs. Like, I fell in love with listening to the way that DJ Jazzy Jeff did his thing. I absolutely love DJ Jazzy Jeff and just the way he puts together his DJ sets and the mindset that he's in and, and what he's able to do. It's like, man, this dude was good. And I understand, like, you know, the, the uh, Jam Master Jay and the guys before him, Grandmaster Flash, like the pioneers of this. But uh, DJ Scribble, he's another one that was a yeah, – I loved watching his stuff. And DJ AM, may he rest in peace. Same thing, like these DJs that get overlooked sometimes, and you go, man, these dudes had that influence not only on the DJ game, but like with hip-hop, you know, Premiere and uh, Kid Capri. Kid, I got to see Kid Capri do his thing live a few years ago. Absolutely blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God. And I know that there are a ton of DJs out there. Uh, DJ Scratch from EPMD. Was it EPMD DJ Scratch was a part of? I think he was. I think DJ Scratch was was EPMD, but he was another one that was ridiculously good. And you know, it's and you gotta give the love as much as we give love to the the producers and the rappers themselves. Um, a lot of these DJs had a huge impact on the hip hop culture and the hip hop lifestyle and the hip hop music uh, and rap music. It gets weird because like hip hop is the culture and rap is the music. So, um, but you know, the DJs. I don't. I don't think they they always get their shine. So I wanted to give them a, a you know a salute to the DJs that have been doing it. But I I literally just wanted to just get some words out and say some stuff about the music that I love. And it, it's crazy because I love so many different styles of music. Like I grew up listening to polka music, so I, that has always had a special place in my heart. And I love listening to polka music because we had a family band, and I you know I was there and in, in growing up with it. So it's been a, a huge influence on my life and. Uh, some of the greats that I got to see in the polka world, um, you know, so that that's had an influence on me. Uh, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, guys that I just absolutely loved listening to and I enjoy their music. And it's crazy that I could be all over the place. But when it push comes to shove and I really want to vibe uh, hip hop music, rap music is, is where it's at for me. Like that's, I went through some dark times in my life, just dealing with personal struggles and whatever, whatever. And, uh, you know, Eminem stuff got me through a lot of it. And I know I, I always, when I, when I get to talking about rap music, I seem to gravitate to talking about Eminem, but he honestly, and it's not like he's ever going to hear this, but I wanted to thank him publicly on this podcast and just thank Eminem for songs like No Love that he did with Lil Wayne or Not Afraid. Or uh, he's, got a, he's got a song on there, 25 to Life, on one of his albums where he's literally talking to the rap game. And I went through uh, some, some personal stuff in radio and, and, and kind of me feeling like I was doing for this business and not getting the recognition that I thought I deserved in this business. And I've never really gotten it nationally or worldwide or anything like that, but just locally here in the Albany area or just, you know, my, my impact on the, uh, on, the, on the radio business here in the Capital Region. And, you know, I listened to 25 to Life and I went, man, that's how I feel about radio, where I felt like I was giving it my everything. I was putting all of my love and all of my uh, all of every, all of my energy into this business. And it really wasn't loving me back. And uh, it was it, it just it helped me get through it and kind of help put into words how I was feeling at the time. Um, things have come full circle for me and I'm, I'm doing 100 percent better. And, you know, I'm definitely out of the dark times and I'm you know, everything is everything is good with me now. But. It was, it was a time when I was struggling, and those songs 
help me get through stuff. So I just wanted to, again, publicly say thank you to Marshall Mathers for putting out these albums and affecting me on a personal level as opposed to just me enjoying the music. They spoke to me. And I think that's why I speak so highly of Eminem because Eminem had a profound impact on me during the hardest parts of my life. Okay? There it is. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy 50th to hip-hop. Um, I, I am so honored and blessed that I get to work for a hip-hop radio station, and I am now part of the, the legacy of Jams 96.3, uh, and I'm putting my own stamp, my own watermark on the radio station um, currently. And it means a lot to me because I know the man who launched this radio station that I now work for. His son is a very good friend of mine. And quite honestly, uh, Sugar Bear deserves a tip of the cap, a salute, his flowers, however you want to say it. So I want to give Sugar Bear his flowers just uh, with his impact on hip hop music in the capital region and putting out this radio station, just having the the dream of doing it and becoming like the, the voice behind this radio station initially when Jams 96.3 launched here in the Cap City, Albany, New York. And uh, it was it was kind of his baby. And he put it there. And, you know, he's long removed from it. But I, I want him to know that I appreciate what he did. And I appreciate this radio station. And I appreciate the history of this radio station. I think more than anyone could ever realize, and more than probably anyone outside of his son, Jay Will, um, ever uh, ever just kind of put out there, or when they come in here, like, I want to make him, I want this station to be the, the, the prominent hip-hop radio station. Is that a word, prominent? The dominant or premier radio station in the Capital Region when it comes to hip-hop music. And I want to I put it back there, and I want to, you know, I... I keep in mind Sugar Bear when I'm doing and making the decisions I make with this radio station uh, and, and the input that I'm giving towards uh, improving this radio station or things that we can do because I want Sugar Bear to be proud of the radio station that it's become because I want it, you know, you know what? I, it, it's hard for me to put into words and I didn't realize that I was even going to go in this direction with him or with this, with this podcast, but I just, I just wanted to give flowers to Sugar Bear. That's really what it is. Um, I don't even know if he's going to listen to the podcast, but I wanted to thank him for being the visionary that he was and in, in getting this radio station up and running years ago when he did it. Um, so thank you, Sugar Bear. I, I appreciate you. I have nothing but love and respect for you uh, as a human being, as a, uh, as a creative mind, as a radio, um, as a radio personality, uh, as a radio influencer, and just, you know, one of the OGs when it comes to the radio people that I grew up around. I was I was privileged to be in this building and to work with him. I never really worked alongside of him, but I worked with him in this in the building that I'm in. So, Bear, I love you. I appreciate you, Jaleel, J. Will. I love you. I appreciate the hell out of you as well. I want to give you your flowers as well, and I hope I just hope that I can even just make you the slightest bit proud with what we're doing with this radio station. And I want your legacy that was building this station. I want your legacy to live on as, you know, my stamp on this station becomes a thing. I'm only a couple of months into it. So I just want you to know that, you know, I got you in mind when I'm, when I'm, I'm thinking and do thinking about doing stuff with the station and, and we're, we're pitching ideas. You are in the back of my mind with that. I want you to be proud of this radio station because if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing it, and I would not be a part of 
the first of all, I wouldn't be a part of this radio station, but I would not be a part of the hip hop world, the the world that I love and and I respect the hell out of. So I just wanted to say thank you to Sugar Bear, thank you to Jaleel, and uh, everybody that's come before me on this radio station, the OGs of this radio station. So God bless. I love you all. I have nothing but respect for all of you guys. Uh, and like I said before, happy 50th to hip hop. Here's the 50 more, you know, and, and changing the world and changing the music industry and changing pop culture and changing, you know, mainstream everything because hip hop is everywhere. So uh, thank you to all of you. Thank you for listening. Like I asked you before, if you could hit the subscribe on this one and uh, on the pod and, and, you know, hit those automatic downloads so you just get those episodes as soon as I drop them. I would appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. I just wanted to spill my guts about my love for hip-hop music and just where I come from when it's like, you know, I do what I do and, and I listen to what I listen to and the way I DJ, as a matter of fact. Like, if I'm if I'm, I'm DJing a gig, it, there's a lot of influence there with, with what I'm playing and, and stuff like that. So thank you to hip-hop. Thank you so much. So uh, that's all. See you, bye.